Good people and fellow students, welcome to the seventh episode of All That Yaz, a space for performance, craft, and showbiz, where news and reviews will be flowing from music, film, content, and all that yes. Now, this episode is an interview episode. The only reason why I have a pre-recorded intro is because I wanted to give context that this is an episode that was shot on June 20th, 2021. So it's not one because all of our episodes interview thus far have been released the week they were made. So I just wanted to give that context because some information may have changed, updated since then. So I just wanted you to have the context of the timers which we're having this specific conversation. And this conversation is had with the real recognized real part which is available on YouTube under the name Real as in a movie Real, R-E-E-E-L. And the Real Recognize Real podcast is made up of Manawe Live and Ayanda Being, who are cultural commentators, with Manawe being a film film commentator and breakdown person who's done dozens of local film reviews on his YouTube channel, as well as which then go into hundreds when you count on other platforms, including on other platforms on, on YouTube channels as well as on television. So he's he is very much a cultural commentator in a similar fashion that I am very, very passionate about South African film, very passionate about South African music. He also has articles on that. He is a filmmaker himself, and our conversation conversation really is just about exploring ubiquity in south africa which is the topic which will explain so if that's something which interests you do stick around for the conversation and yeah it is with two very interesting commentators to get into a lot and i hope you enjoy the episode Yes. So now for those of you listening, this is actually part of a crossover episode because I yes. was on their podcast. Actually, I've just recorded on their podcast. So it would be very interesting to see the time difference between when one episode drops <laughs> and the next because they were they were shot and recorded on the exact same day. Exact same day. So we are having a conversation on my podcast, which is Unpacking South African Media and Ubiquity. And on his podcast, we had a conversation which is explaining a little bit more about IP and And how that yes how that works and specifically within the film industry as it relates to a recent proposal that happened regarding Netflix and the government yeah so it's a lot more and actually I can't say it's a lot more dense because I don't know how dense we're going to be getting into this conversation (laughs) but it is quite a dense (laughs) conversation I would say for for our podcast the Real Recognize Real podcast aka the Triple R podcast go subscribe to the channel guys the Mono Live YouTube channel go watch all the episodes that are out so far how many episodes do we have? five? five five it's five episodes out I will say that's that is our most fact based episode (laughs) Yet, or dense is that the word you use? I don't like the word dense. It's, it sounds a bit negative. It's the way that you guys reacted to it. So. <laughs> no, it, you know when you realize reality. <laughs> when you realize reality, I've never heard of that. <laughs> that is an ad. <laughs> so this this episode is essentially going to be a very speculative episode because I'm just going to initially say we don't have okay. I don't have the answers. Yeah. I don't have the answers way. I'm just 
I just have a lot of questions and this is one of the episodes where I just needed someone else from a different background yeah to maybe ask these questions and see if what I'm feeling is is my own experience or if it's something which is general yeah and the essential part of this is is focused on what I'm going to call ubiquity and by ubiquity I mean our our pop culture in South Africa how it is that we actually interact with it and how we're able to track moments or understand if something is a moment. And whether whether it is that we have a system or we have a culture which actually acknowledges or or promotes celebrity. Yeah. So I'm going to with that I'm going to already going to put a distinction in that I believe we have plenty of stars. I believe we have plenty of superstars in terms of talent, in terms of skill, in terms of reach, all those things. But more so when I talk about celebrity, I'm, I'm, I want to talk about celebrity in the figure of a celebrated figure. But a celebrity is meant to be a celebrated figure within a specific field. So whether that's within a celebrated musician, a celebrated politician, yeah. the key word being celebrated. Yeah. With that, one of the one of the thi- one of the key things was I've been having this thought is because a lot of the time I kind of I see pop culture moments which are of great value or very interesting which come last for a second sometimes don't even last and then disappear. Yeah, and also we have a lot of things which have great feats, but. I really ever see coverage on them. So for example, if you listen to the first episode, I went very in depth on the sales of the Kandasamis. Yeah. In terms of the fact that the Kandasamis within the 2010s decade outside of Schuster was arguably the biggest film local film fr- film franchise that we had, bigger than Spud, which was which had actual context of a grown known reading fan base. Yeah. Managed to gross more than that. Let me disturb you. Spud was adapted. It's it's a book. I had zero idea. No way. I came across Spud years ago. The first one, brilliant film, and I I, I didn't know. I didn't know it was adapted. It's based upon a book. Oh, yeah. It's one of I think three films which debuted at number one at the box office, and mm-hmm. local films which debuted at number one at our local box office. Yeah. If you were to Google it right now. You'd be able to know that the film has come out. You'd be able to know um, who the actors are in it. But the fact that it was actually a cultural phenomenon that was selling hotcakes when it came out. It's very hard to... You can't find that information on my blog specifically about that that film alone. But (laughs) I'm speaking about within generalness. So when I say celebrated, I'm talking about... The fact it's not talking about the fact that someone has skill. Because we have a lot of people who have skill, but... Oh, do we have places that actually acknowledge? Um, do we have places that acknowledge these things? And if they do acknowledge these things, are they in a wide space that this this specific figure that we talk about, that we can say this person is a celebrity, that anywhere they go within the country, they're able to be recognized, recognized. across creed, across race. Are they ubiquitous? Because 
there, there seems to be a level of disconnect in terms of us actually having the media coverage and also the general conversationality that we have. So within that specific context, how are you feeling as a general basis before we go into like general people? Now that I've laid context with the people. How am I feeling? Yeah. Oh. How do you feel about the general understanding of ubiquity? I'm using the word ubiquity, but that's the closest word I can come up with to yeah. Yeah, because to... ubiquity essentially the way that it the way it was introduced to me was through reading billboard hits, uh, um, watching the billboard chart. So oh. a billboard hit, which if it was called ubiquitous, doesn't necessarily mean it's the biggest thing. Yeah, it just means that it appeared on this many charts so yeah. for example rolling in the deep for adult started on the rock charts then went on to the r&b charts went into the pop charts went into the even went on to country went on to it appeared on all of these charts yeah and it became adult's most ubiquitous hit oh. hello has sold more than it but her most ubiquitous hit in terms of just being, Every yes, yeah. everyone knowing what the song is the same way with like Beyonce, Halo and Irreplaceable. Yeah, for some may not be her biggest or her most signature song. Yeah, you ask anyone and they kind of know those songs as Beyonce songs. In terms of just explaining, ubiquity is not necessarily the most popular or the yeah. biggest or the most selling, but just the presence of it all. Beyonce is actually one of the best examples of ubiquity probably in almost in the history of just i, I want to say music at least so i come from the rules in kzn and i can tell you that a lot of people a lot of kids a lot of anybody have never really directly consumed beyonce's music but everybody knows who beyonce is to the point where it's it's a thing for someone to liken beauty to beyonce beyonce is not and I don't mean this in any malicious way, necessarily the most objectively beautiful woman. Beyonce is beautiful, but not the most beautiful person in the world. But that's how it's become. Like her name has become that. It's become akin to the standard of beauty. To people who have probably never even consumed a single song by her. Yeah. And I guess that kind of does no speak to ubiquity. It does. It does speak to ubiquity in terms of just, yeah, in terms of, the the mere fact of knowing and celebrating this thing. Yeah. Which is I keep using the word celebrity and celebrated figure. I kind of feel like the bar is very high in terms of becoming celebrity Stasis. in South Africa. Yeah. Or even not even just specific figures, but even like phenomenon. So if we were to even look at something like Uzalo, for example, right? Yeah. Uzalo has, Uzalo at its peak had 11 million, registered 11 million viewers. Yeah. So 11 million out of 60 million. So one in every six. So that's, that is somewhere around 15% of the population have watched this. Yeah. Again, I'm going to use America in terms of population. Yeah. America is over 300 million. So 15% of that would be 45 million people watching. Yeah that show yeah the amount of shows in america that have 45 million people watching them are f what we would call phenomenons so game of thrones at its height in the present day broadcast television there's not a single show that gains 45 million viewers at a specific moment in time yeah you will have the super bowl do that and that will go up to 100 million right yeah but the people who are on Uzalo, yeah. do we have coverage on them? I've watched Uzalo once. 
I won't lie. Okay, I've, I've watched it more. I've attempted watching it multiple times, yeah. but I think I've stuck with it for longer than a week once. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't feel that Uzalo is this dominating presence. Yeah. Kandasamis went number one. Even on Netflix, it went number one. But I have no indication. <laughs> that it went number one. That it is a dominating presence. Yeah. It's the sobering um, realization of the bar is high. We usually actually, funny enough, how ironic, on Twitter, we throw around how the bar is so low. But the reality is that the bar is very high for creatives, entertainers in South Africa to ever be celebrated where it actually matches their efforts. I once thought of that, but with generations. I thought everybody knew generations. At some point in my life, I thought everybody knew or has watched Generation. I'm like, I think everyone has personally. Until I found out that that's not the case. Not only amongst non-black people, but also amongst black people themselves. And the people nowadays who don't even, when he passed away, you know, Menzingubane didn't even know who Menzingubane was. Really? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. There's a whole lot of people who didn't know who Menzingubane was. <laughs> so in my in my understanding or in my looking for people who gain, I think what I'm gonna call ubiquitous status, I kind of I feel like the people who do it most seamlessly or who are allowed to do it most tend to be our hosts. So for example, our Bonangs, our Sumizis, our when I say hosts, I mean people who you find a lot within presenting roles. Do you believe oh actually. Okay. Within presenting roles. Yes. So whether that be radio personalities, whether that be um even Leanne Manis on Morning Live. Yeah. People who are in our lives daily that you <laughs> it's almost impossible to forget them yeah part of their ubiquity literally comes from the fact that a they're always introducing you to stars or they're always next to not to say that they're not stars in their own right don't yeah. please do not misunderstand me yeah but in terms of their continuous involvement in our lives that that is kind of what propels and continues what would make you what would make them ubiquitous because yeah. even in other countries if you've not been dominant for a year people will still know who you are because <laughs> the thing is i understand within this specific generation there is a there is an underlying factor that we can't ignore in terms of the fact that across the globe social media has the the, the advent and continuous growth of social media has created a dichotomy yeah where for some people including myself i watch a lot more youtube than i do watch broadcast television True. which means that i'm way more prone to having youtube stars who i believe are stars who my parents will never know even never existed. Heard it, yeah and that is a continuous thing you can even see it in British, American, wherever you go, there's that dichotomy. Yeah. But still, I thought that there was, I thought there was a low bar for sports stars in terms of ubiquity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> until my brother, until my brother stated something. So for example, I've grown up both within Kenya and I grew up in South Africa. And my brother explained this to me in like, sports is meant to be such a low bar for ubiquity if that if you represent your country as, as an olympian and you do well within the olympics yeah usually your, your, your country holds on to that fact yeah i don't think we actually have that here mainly because my brother gave me a list of 10 names yeah. of which i knew about five half of them i'm not gonna say which but i'm gonna ask you okay do you know, <laughs> do you know these names and if you do 
what who are they and what are they for okay okay uh, okay luvoya manyonga definitely do. no he is not i don't know so uh, there is uh, ayanda's in the background asking if he's a rugby player he is our is an olympic silver world champion long jumper so he's won the world champion multiple times bulaeni mulawudzi definitely do. bulaeni mulawudzi also an olympic silver gold medals gold medalist world champion silver 800 meters 1500 meters lukanyo am i do not literally just won the world cup he's part of a world he's a world cup winning rugby player oh wow wow yeah akani simbine i do not no he currently holds the south african record for 100 meters so i'm going to say i knew akani simbine and knew i knew lukanyo am the, the first two i didn't know yeah. but Do we even know that we have a long jump culture? I've I've mentioned multiple long jump people. I thought I was going to come out with at least three names from the list. Yeah, so we have all of these Olympic level quality people that we really know of. Professionals in their field. Professional achievers. Overachievers in their, in their field. field. Who we don't have. These are old stories that we could be having to hold on to our national heritage, to hold on to our sense of accomplishment and all of these things. Yeah. Even when you look at music, there's there's a music and film. There's there, there used to be this thing of, and I shouldn't say used to be. It feels like it's still within spaces. Yeah. Where you have to make it internationally before you're recognized media-wise locally. Yeah. And I got onto this website. <laughs> I found a website which was very um, which I'm going to be getting more in depth into which basically tracks radio play across the entire world. So as long as the radio station has linked themselves up to this thing it, yeah. it's able to show you the radio how much spins a song has been making. Yeah. So for example, we have act- artists like Muzi and um Munchanta Nini. Yeah. who get thousands over a thousand within the last month on radio over a thousand times were played on british radio yeah for context j cole who's really recently also released an album yeah was played about 960 times yeah so both muzi and moonchild were played more, more in the than uk then j cole then j cole yeah then you look at the south african statistics and j cole here was played more than both Moonchild and Muzi. Yeah. Hi guys. Yes. So I was asking um Uyalezo get he made an example that Moonchild and Muzi are played more in the UK yes. and J Cole is played less. But here in South Africa J Cole is played more and they are played less. Okay. So I was saying can you check if a a British artist in the UK is played more than Moonchild and Muzi or they Muzi and Sanili are played more because if that's the case then you find that countries actually play international artists more than they play local artists okay so so which British artist are we choosing Ed Sheeran at this specific point in time in the UK in the last 28 days which other British artists do we know Well, there are plenty. Uh, you can look at like rudimental. It depends on even you now need to go into genres and all that. So in the last 28 days, 
in the UK, Ed Sheeran has played 4,277 times. And he hasn't released an album in... He hasn't, yeah. Or if he has, I completely missed it. Yeah, I feel like Ed Sheeran is not a good example. Okay, so let me do this. Let me go into the UK singles chart. Okay. So the UK singles chart, the current song, which is at number one on the UK singles chart, is Olivia Rodrigo's Good For You. So let's look at Olivia, Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah. By the way, guys, that was Ayanda, Ayanda Being, Ayanda Msomi, also known as Ayanda Being on Twitter, um, co-creator and co-host and producer of the Real Recognize Real podcast on the Nono Live YouTube channel, also producer and co-creator of the Nono Live YouTube channel. Talk to us, talk to us, talk to us. What are you seeing? Uh, yellow, so guys, if you can guys see his eyes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 so I'm a bit shocked right now. Okay, yeah. so Olivia Rodrigo, who has the current number one song in um, the UK, according to the singles chart, has been played in the last 28 days about 1,609 times. So on, almost the same almost as... The same. Does Moonchild Sun is uh, a song like, is it, is, it, is it a recent song? No, so the, this, this website doesn't website. give you... The, oh. it, it breaks down the entire... Yes. In a month. In a month. So yes. they are performing very well. As, yes, yes. Is what we're trying to state. In the UK, these artists are performing extremely well. Okay. So for does that support my question or it doesn't? What does it do? It kind of does support your question. Oh, wait. I need to, fi- I need to find a British artist. Oh, well, that wasn't a British artist. Yes, that was not. That was the song which is number one. Because I need to find the question that I'm asking is to see okay, whether... Okay, Little Mix. Little Mix. Little Mix. Little Mix? Little Mix is a artist. They're, they're the biggest girl group of the last decade in the Britain. So for, for them, in the last 28 days, they've been played 5,870 oh, times. Okay. So, so British of. artists have played a lot in Britain. But again, do we value what we have to be able to actually get it to a ubiquitous level? And what do we need? What actually is the level for something to get ubiquitous or to get to a level where it is celebrated. So I think one of the reasons for that is, um, I've said it, we've said it off the record, but I'm going to say it again, is the fact that as South Africans, we have been terrible at documenting and archiving our achievements or anything, as a matter of fact, that has ever happened in South Africa. That is our biggest downfall. And as a result, you can never look back and say, what happened around the time? Okay, sure. This thing came out, but then up around it, what was the tone, the climate, the mood? What heights did it reach? If Casper didn't record Philip the Dome and he doesn't release the DVD, you don't know. Listen, he filled up the Dome and he filled up F&B. When he and, filled up F&B, and, there was a stat which came out that he had the fifth most attended solo hip-hop concert in History. history not south africa globally globally in history him filling up fnb but you can go on to thing we're talking about he wanted to fill up the dome again yeah and someone was asking oh do you think you can do it a second time and we're like Wait, <laughs> what, do you, what do you what do you mean like what is that question even you know what ne? i i truly believe you have to make them catch up inferiority complex and the scarcity mindset they are ruling in south africa okay but the they thing are is our boss. but you can say that right but at the same time my question my question isn't necessarily just purely towards the average the average consumer because my question is also still in line with media because a lot of this a lot of everything which i've spoken about has actually been purely from media 
archival sources. Yeah. So my understanding of how some something big is, if I've not lived in it, there's somewhere I can go, go and say, and this is how big it is. This is how big it was. Yeah. So the whole question of archival and of and and of whether we have big things isn't just on the average consumer because I think that puts too much blame on them. Yeah. Because a lot of us have to be taught things to actually know that these things exist. Yeah. You can't place all the blame, not even most of the blame, on the consumer. Because then what are the researchers of the time, the archives of the time, the tastemakers of the time? What are they doing? So how healthy do you think our media system is? And when I say healthy, I'm talking about the vastness of it. Do you think we have enough of a media system to actually be able to encompass these stories and we choose not to? Or is it a thing that it's just not placed value on entirely? I do think we have a, a large enough system. Yes, yes. The answer is yes, I do think we do. But like what you were saying, someone not being able to see the value or seeing the value and trusting that maybe someone else will take care of the job. I don't know. Because... I could have very easily not, not have made the channel. You could have very easily never done any of the things you have done, which I'm sure have contributed positively to many people's lives in terms of finding out certain information they otherwise would have never been able to get a hold of. And I'm saying this to say you could have very easily been, very, very easily could have trusted that someone else will do this. Or even if you do come across the information, the work of actually going through that. I mean, I guess it's that incentivizing, mm. like what's in it for me to go and archive all of this. It might be easier now, maybe for us also, because, you know, we content creation has been de-industrialized a lot compared to 10, 5, Due 10, to social 10, media. Due to social media. So you're able to come across information that you are already aware that is not easily accessible and then do something about that almost within 24 hours. So now I'm going to I'm going to flip the question, right? Yeah. Because we're asking about the media system. But at the same time, as much as we can both be amateur in the sense that we've not been paid for what it is that we do. Yeah. That's that's the context I'm using the word amateur. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just so that we're yeah. clear because not I put that a we lot of skill. Yeah. <laughs> not that we don't put put in the work <laughs> because I put a lot of work into this. Yeah, <laughs> I put a lot of, but also now on the flip side, because I want, I want you to speak specifically on film because you have an entire channel that all it does is talk about South African film, yeah. right? Which means that at some point in time, you've had to either A, look for South African film, get information on South African film to be able to then do this coverage on it. Yes. How easy is it for you to be able to access information? So for example, if you're on a, if you want to find out specific context about, let's say, an upcoming film or even an old film that you want to then add coverage on yeah. to then bring into light to say, we haven't really looked at Jerusalem as a this body. Can I get this film? Or let's go even a film released 10 years before Jerusalem to have a revisitation yeah. to then say, this is what this film does, this is what this film means yeah. and what this film did for the culture. Yeah. How accessible are you to be able to get that information, to get a copy for screening, to get... Not at all. <laughs> I say this because I've, I've actually tried multiple times. 
to the point where you end up speaking to the director directly, if not the um, distribution company. And to most of the time, at least for me, to no success. Um, there's a film in particular, Mapanzula. And I've heard amazing things about Mapanzula. I've seen films by, um, Ol- um, is it Oliver or Olivia? Um, Jerusalem, he made Jerusalem. But prior to that, he made Mapanzula, which is, is said to be arguably one of the greatest South African films of you all time. You do not know because you've not watched it. But I do not know because I've never watched it. Yes. I hold hijack stories as one of the greatest South African. So this, and then he also did um, Love Above All, if I'm not mistaken, which is also one of the greatest South African films. So I'm looking, I'm thinking, this is a filmmaker who, every time he releases a film, he's releasing arguably the greatest South African films ever made. But like, I can't even get a copy directly, even from the distribution company, from him, any anywhere and i'm willing i'm willing to pay thousands <laughs> i'm willing to pay thousands just to get a good hd copy 720 i'll take 720 i'm fine i'm you not remember the time you, we, we were shopping music come to music i'm looking for a certain movie we could not find the movie yes like we wanted to buy a, a hard copy Oh, we wanted to buy like a hard copy at Musica and yeah. we were shopping, like going we're all around We were looking for Musica. hijack stories. Yeah, we were not finding it. A legal copy of hijack stories, you cannot get it legally. And now Musica shut down. And now Musica's gone. Rest in peace. <laughs> yeah. But um, so it, it's, 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 it's basically that where you, you will find, if you look hard enough, you operative just... word being hard. But I was about to say, you just said you looked hard enough. You got to the distributor and you weren't able to get oh, yeah. the okay, film. I guess. So right. you're no, refi- no. So I was, I was about to say this. Like on, on someone in 2006 might have written an article, an extensive critical article about a film, not just a review, but like delving deeper into themes. Well, technically it is a review, but like a very extensive and comprehensive review. You might find things like those, but... You have to really be dedicated to find things like those. Easily, no. Maybe in the past year, it might have become a tad bit easier because of the pandemic gave like a lot of people time to sit down and and finally do the things that they've wanted to do. And I'm assuming many of them wanted to do what we, you and I are doing right now. And a lot of them have the the, the media coverage space, at least the self-published media coverage space has expanded vastly in the the past year. So now there are people who have managed to find things that you might have found or might have not found and they've made content out of that and made it more accessible. So maybe just in the past year, it has become a tad bit more accessible than ever before. But then, okay, you really wanted to say something. No, not really, but yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, I wanted to to answer because you also asked about the upcoming films. How has that process been? And I can say that it has been very hard to find upcoming films. In December, you would do a search for the coming for the upcoming year. December is uh, too late. No, I'm making an example. Yeah. In yeah. December, like, like right now, let's say you want to see which movies are coming in 2022 in South Africa. You okay. see a list with movies. Fine, you get a list with movies and then there are dates. Sometimes there's nothing confirmed. Someone is working on a movie. Okay, fine. I'll check again in December. In December, this movie is no longer coming out. This movie is still in production. In Jan, maybe half of the list is, is gone. It's not there anymore. And there's there's a time. So South Africa me. specifically. No, yes. no, yeah. I've I've got a I I have uh, not answers, but I have something to add to that. But yes. Um. So w- w- what she's you literally have to know 
people mm. to be able to, or at least according to our experience, you have to start. No, I'm not talking like high, high, high end, like, but you have to know someone who you know might be privy to which films are gonna come out here, 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 and there. Like, you have to. You have to do a lot of work. It's not easily accessible. It's not something that you can expect the general public to know. Okay, so I want to plug a website. Specific, a year in advance, I think, is specifically with the South African turnaround. It's a bit too of, long. It's way too long. Yeah. Because a lot of the films have are just being shot and haven't actually booked a release date to yeah. begin with a year from now. I start looking from about three months from now, and there's a website called Writing Services, yeah. which releases a list. Yeah. And they've been very faithful to me <laughs> yeah. in terms of knowing exactly when South African films come out. So yeah. I usually, even for when I, when I used to talk about YFM, uh, when I used to talk on YFM, in terms of cinema releases, I've yeah. never been caught off guard by a South African release because yeah. writing services, it's called writing services essay or just Google 2021 South African film releases. And it should be the first thing that comes out. Yeah. The really cool thing about the website is once the, once the release date has passed, it just continues. So you're not going from, you're not, you're going to see from June 27th. Yeah. yeah. From now on. So that's a, that's a great website that I think specifically, yeah. if you want to, if you're a fellow self-published talker yeah. <laughs> or reviewer yeah. um, and you want to talk about film, that's one of the places where I get my information because they've really, and when they are wrong, it's not because they were wrong. It's because, for the example, information they got. the information just changed. Yeah. The movie was pushed back by three weeks yeah, yeah. for Whatever reason. Whatever reason, which yeah. also which also does happen a lot. We we like doing what we haven't successfully done specifically for this reason. At the top of the year, we like to do movies to look out for in the coming year. 10, 15, 20 movies. We've only done that once. Because every time we try to collect a comprehensive list that we can release around end of Jan, Feb, March latest... We're never able to come up. We did it this year, as a matter of fact. And I was literally told that we we can't give you this information because we we ourselves don't do not know. We're not sure. But I understood this time around because I mean COVID and the whole, you know, it was more understandable this time around than ever before. Mm. The past few years though, it was just like, what do you mean? Like it's <sighs> So then now when we move on to some to stuff like music, do you think that it's a similar thing? It it is. It is. It's I, I'd say it's worse for film than anything. No, 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 not than anything. Worse for film and other things. Music probably music and sports have it the least hardest. It's still hard, but not as hard as the other, you know, because a lot of fields in South Africa are underappreciated. Film um, and almost anything that you can think of that is not music or sports. You must you must be specific and say soccer. Because when you say sports, it's like... I was about to say, do you think, do you think sport is celebrated? It's just soccer, then followed by rugby or cricket, then netball, you know? Yeah, I think you guys are right, actually. Soccer, music, are like number one and two in terms of... Because they also affect it heavily. But I would say compared to the other fields, not as affected. Because then, yeah, we then now are going back to 
the cast on your vest because now you, you there's still the question is 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 he who is ubiquitous in south africa there's still that question okay so my list of ubiquitous people that i had i did put casper on that list is he celebrated celebrated that is up for discussion but as a celebrated figure who's ubiquitous who i believe can go anywhere and is synonymous and as an icon i do believe that he's one so bonang as well bonang j something oh is i beg to differ you don't think j something so, is i beg to differ on almost all of them because i was about to ask you are you saying casper is ubiquitous or are you saying you feel like casper should be or deserves to be treated and viewed as ubiquitous it's just that the country he currently exists in which is south africa doesn't give him that you know he doesn't enjoy that luxury of being as ubiquitous as he actually deserves to be because i feel like that's the case i feel like casper should absolutely be ubiquitous mm-hmm. but because of the country he exists in he doesn't enjoy the spoils of that yeah, same as bonang i don't think <laughs> let me give you someone rebecca malope white people know rebecca malope no i think they do they, they might not know her music but they know of her existence i i think oh, rebecca malope is known i know okay So then I have a question because you said that our media you do think that our media is um yeah is um well versed enough to stand it but I'm going to give you a counter argument yeah in that I find if you look at stan twitter yeah, yeah. <laughs> because stan twitter is stan twitter of international acts is a really good way of understanding what people find value in terms of being able to celebrate someone in right yeah so stan twitter when you look at a lot of great stan twitter they actually talk about two usually three main things one is very subjective and then two aren't yeah so the first is sales the second is, second is awards yeah the third is talent. Um, uh, yeah talent artistic yeah talent artistic for me subjective, subjective. that's <laughs> yeah, yeah that can be thrown out the i shouldn't say can can be thrown out the window but it can be argued it can be argued in multiple ways there are people who don't think beyonce is artistic and i i can fight them to death about yeah. how she is artistic <laughs> but there are different modicums of how someone views what art is or how they value art to yeah. then say that this person isn't artistic as this other person right yeah so now when we think about the awards that we have do we have a varying body of awards because a great thing a great if you think about awards yeah. specifically if we're using actually most awards is that there are there are places where you you're able to have this cross pollination effect where you can get introduced to someone who is established and who is skillful but you've never heard of before right yeah. so you have the late night market which we don't have. Yeah. Um you have or late night slash talk show market which we don't have and when we do have it's morning morning uh yeah. news so yeah. Yes. And the set is the weekend one which but it's also always not on prime time or close yeah. to prime time. Yeah. We have award shows because during an award show specifically think of like the Grammys or even the MTV Music Awards you'll come in watching because you want to watch let's say 
Kendrick Lamar. I know yeah. you. I know you and Kendrick are not like the greatest friends. I'm actually the biggest fan of Kendrick Lamar. Just not of To Pimp a Butterfly. Yes. Yes. So you'll come in because you wanted to watch Kendrick Lamar, but you will then see BTS. You will then see this. You will then yeah. see that. So then you get a bit of identification, even if you don't become a fan of that person. Yeah. You know who that person is. is. Yeah. Right. So you've got that bit of cross pollination between awards, and. There's a breath in the awards where, for example, you've got the Grammys, which are the quote-unquote artistic awards, yeah. versus the AMAs and the Billboard Awards, which are purely based upon sales. Sales, yeah. So you then, within one, get to be able to see who is legitimately, and I'm using legitimately in quotes, yeah. the most popular versus who critics or things even like. Yeah. Same thing with film awards. You've got the Oscars, you've yeah. got... Um, the MTV Movie Awards, you've yeah. got the you've got the People Choice Awards, yeah, and all of those things serve different functions as marketing tools, yeah. Because as much as we call awards critical bodies, yeah, they really the market is marketing. What it is is marketing. It's marketing. Because if yeah. it wasn't marketing, you wouldn't be having all of those actors who all <laughs> actors and singers who all happen to have an album or a movie or something that is almost coming out that's around that's, the same time it's not it's yeah. not <laughs> it's not an accident and you we wouldn't be saying academy award winner blah 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 or academy award winner yes. nominee blah 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 if because, it wasn't a marketing tool yeah because even when i write i try to find something about that person yeah. that i can then attach to say chart topping or this 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 i find that very hard with south african artists and mainly because when i say south african artists i'm using that Broadly. in the broad sense yeah. of the term because we have also again so few awards bodies that are recognized yeah because you have the summers and the safters then you have the um the mamas huh Feather awards. Feather awards. Feather award. No, yeah. The they thing do, is, yeah. they do because okay. it speaks to a specific audience who holds on to it. There's the Crown Gospel Awards. Crown Gospel. Because I'm asking, I even because if we're not even bringing fans into it, yeah. In terms of still coming back to incentivization, yeah. What am I using as my tool when someone is coming to argue with me, saying this 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 artist is not the greatest, or my artist is shit, and I'm like, well, your artist hasn't sold <laughs> this amount, or this amount, or this amount, yeah. or you guys, or or oh, but Casper hasn't won a Safta a, a summer. I don't know if he's won a summer, so don't come for me if I if I was just making an, example. an example, guys. Do not. <laughs> <laughs> it was just an example. Yeah. I'm actually just thinking right now, which is South Africa is a weird country because it's like they are, I'm going to say two, two, two races, not two races, but like I'm saying two because they are us black people and they are white people. They are white people because right now I'm thinking there's probably a, a white person who's very famous and I have no idea who it is. I don't yeah. think that's fair. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, no, I'm saying it's... No, I, not no, two, I'm, I'm saying two, like, as an example. I, there's like three, four, like five. There's a lot. and non-black. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot. And I think... I'm, Yes, yes Karen. No, and I'm realizing that you might find that Casper is actually so big. There are actually even white people who know Casper. That's why I said Casper's ubiquitous, but yes. I don't think he is, but let's carry on. Um, um, I, was, I was saying, so you find that Let it be known, I tried. Like, no, Casper is definitely a very big deal. He's Kasper, very big, and he deserves to be big. If yes. anything, it's, it's very shocking that there are white people who don't know who Casper is, because yes. I know they exist. But they are. They exist. That's the thing. They are. 
a ton like of white non-black. People. I'm not gonna say white people. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna say non-black people who have never heard what a Casper New So the is. reason why I don't want to um, say non-black and black is because also. I believe this thing affects even, yes, for example, absolutely. the colored community. Yes, yes. Extremely perversely. This so is to exactly kind of say why I was black and my not, point, yeah. to say that it's like people exist within certain communities. Like you are a very big deal, but you're only a big deal to that community. And that just doesn't make sense. So, but it makes sense because this is South so Africa. Do we, so then like, this then leads back to the question, do we have those places of cross-pollination. When I say cross-pollination, it doesn't necessarily mean that those no. artists have to be in the same place at the yeah. same time. Yeah. But even reading Billboard, you don't have to listen. Those artists aren't all the same, but they're yeah. all on the same list. So you then, if, you, if you're a person who loves charts and charts is your thing, you can be like, oh no. Because I remember most of the, most of, I've been reading like Billboard charts since I was like, since I was about 10. So yeah. for, let's say for 15 years. Yeah. Majority of the country artists, actually majority of the artists who weren't part of the genre I listened to. Yeah. I found out, and spe- specifically speaking, American artists. Yeah. Through four, four, four mediums. Yeah. Critics lists, Billboard, well, those would be the main two, award shows, and, um, damn, I forgot what the fourth one. Critics lists, Billboard, award shows, as well as shows like American Idol and Glee. Yeah. Because an American Idol, you have all of these artists who are coming from various backgrounds. Yeah. And they're all singing. And they have these weeks where one is country week, one is um, Motown week, one is this week, one is that week, one is... So when I say cross-pollination, I'm saying even just places where within the mainstream, it's now being pushed on you. To not necessarily have to ingest this, but to be aware of it. Can I, I guess, ask about Shoma Josie? I guess. Didn't, okay, Shoma, Josie, didn't Shoma Josie almost See, get Shoma Josie is a, is I a, is believe a good Shoma, example. I believe Shoma Josie is as close to ubiquity as yeah. our social media generation is going to get. Well, no, man. But that, that, uh, no, that's a good of, That's a good example. Sorry. That's a good example of why I say no, at least subjectively, ubiquity doesn't exist because Shoma Josie was on Ellen. Was she not on Ellen? She was and on Kelly, Kelly Clarkson, Clarkson show. Mm. Kelly Clarkson show. Yeah. Um, John Cena literally knows who she is. But beyond that? But there was so much coverage on it on white newspapers and on white media that I do believe that and, there is... Yeah, and black people are already... But, like, actually, let me just stop saying black But people. I was going to say, sorry, <laughs> but I was going to say, to answer your question, you mentioned four um, things. You said um, critics list, award shows, um, other shows such as American Idol, Linkley. There was the last one you, you mentioned. So it's crit and billboards. Billboards. So charts. So, so charts I'd which say, are congregating. I'd what say the it's a 50 50 because in South Africa, we're not too strong on the charts and we're not too strong on the critics aspects of things. Yeah. Neither are we that strong on the awards, if I'm being honest. I wouldn't say because the awards don't exist or don't happen or don't take place. They do. I guess we just don't consume them, consume them, consume them the same way we consume international awards specifically is it that or is it that our awards try to be a lot of things in one and thus risk their prestigeness so for example the safters having a popularity award when it's meant to be a 
industry body, right? Uh, I get what you So they're not enough award bodies. Yes. Where one takes care of the prestigious aspect of things, the other takes care of the objective sales and popularity yes. aspect of things. And then the other's looking at pop culture, where even if you weren't the most... Because MTV, the VMAs, doesn't look at sales. Yeah. It looks at... Were you able to get people shocked or was there a pop culture moment? So if your music video trended and you didn't even make, because a lot of people think that Britney Spears was a good, was a, was a huge sales artist in terms of single sales. She wasn't. Yeah. Her first, um, between after Hit Me Baby One More Time, the only top 10 singles she had up until, um, up until her meltdown, I think were Oops, I Did It Again and Toxic. Yeah, she rarely ever made the top ten, but her music videos, her albums, propelled her that way. She was a music video person, and she was a album salesperson. Yeah, Beyonce was a single salesperson, and she still did well with album sales. But her singles and her music videos were her proponent. Adele was albums. You can literally find, and Beyonce was also performances. Beyonce dominated. Yeah, the awards series. So you can even see in terms of yeah. all of these artists have different ways of attaching themselves to the mainstream yeah. and to what people can then say, okay, I like this. Because Taylor Swift Taylor Swift fans can arm themselves with her songwriting ability because it's critically acclaimed, it's, presti- it's prestigiously acclaimed. They like it themselves as fans, so it's artistically acclaimed, and she sells albums. So that's her thing. So if people still come for the fact that she's not the greatest live performer, there's enough ammunition because you don't need, you don't need to be all of them. Yeah. You just need to have enough. Enough. But part of that comes from not just you as a fan, but also things helping you say, Stan was ammunition. (laughs) (laughs) Let's backtrack a bit here. I'm sorry. Let's go to things that we can both or all agree these things were, without a doubt, ubiquitous. Maybe to sort of set the bar and the tone. Mandoz. Mandoz and Kalagata. Yes. Mandoz and is a ubiquitous crossover smash like nobody doesn't know at least up until maybe the last five years or so i think pre pre pre-internet there are quite a bit but also leon schuster leon schuster was ubiquitous Mm. yes post-internet jerusalem is a good jerusalem is a good example of of ubiquitous um because who else honestly because I don't believe, I believe Casper should be viewed as yeah, inarguably yeah. ubiquitous, but I don't believe that he's viewed as that. I Basically, I'm saying Casper's not getting his props, is what I'm saying. Even Monang. Even Monang Even is Bonang. not getting his props. I don't think Monang, like it, it, right now, there is someone who's like 10 years younger than me, and they probably know Jerusalem as a song, then they know Bonang. And that is. It. I will fight for Bonang. No, I will, I will also <laughs> fight for Bonang. Bonang deserves. And, 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 and guys, le, le, like, guys, saying, to the guys listening. No, I'm not to saying. Guys, I'm not saying that they don't yeah. think. She, which is why, at the beginning of this, I remember. Please true. remember, yes. I said we have stars. We have superstars. Yes. Yes. We even have mega stars. Mm. But yes. do we have ubiquitous, ubiquitous, undeniable across the board, crossover people, and also. At some point in the podcast, we are speaking about these are the people that we believe deserve. deserve however, we believe are not viewed as. Because mm. I believe Casper, dog, Casper still has global, sorry, Casper still has global citizen. 
He was the highlight of Global Citizen. I was in the concert. I I I was in the concert, <laughs> and my my going to the concert was yeah. because of Beyonce and Jay Z. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah, I was in the concert when Casper, because everyone started performing. When Casper came on, yeah. It was electricity. Yeah. When I say it was elect, it was electricity. Yeah. I could not myself get. I got caught up in the hype, and also, <laughs> first of, Casper performed. He did. Like you cannot deny. He if did. you look at me and tell me that Casper did not perform the house, you're, you're a liar. Yeah, yeah, you're a liar. You're either a liar or a hater. So you're a liar or a hater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because objectively, yeah, he yeah. killed it. Yeah. And I also remember because. Uh, Beyonce and Jay Z were afterwards. If you if you were in the concert hall and you looked behind, about a quarter of the people had already left. They were leaving throughout Beyonce and Jay Z's performance. Yeah, Casper really was for the crowd that was in. Yeah, for for global globally. Yeah. Yes, Beyonce and Jay Z. Even for people like myself, I'm not going to lie. I stayed because of Beyonce. Yeah. But the moment. It was Casper. And it was Casper. He, he stole the show. He stole the show. I was not there. We watched it. Yeah, we, we streamed were, we it. it online, and yeah. we were like, oh man, you know. Like, it was fine. I, I wished I was there, but yo. yeah. Um, but that's what we're saying, guys. And and I think going back to your point, there's a point that you mentioned that I've always complained about. The cross-pollination platforms. I do, mm-hmm. To answer your question, because I don't think I fully answered your question. No, I do not believe we have enough cross-pollination platforms to allow for our artists in South Africa to reach ubiquity status. Mm. Because in South Africa, we, we're talking about Casper, right? No, we're talking about Casper, Casper. Guys, they're still AKA. Mm. They're still AKA. These are giants, both yeah. of them. In their in their fields, as controversial as their personality, as controversial, yeah. <laughs> yes. And I wanted to add when you speak about the cross pollination shows, we did have shows that attempted to do that, but they were very targeted. Like yes. Zaziwa, Zaziwa could have easily been that show. Yeah, there was a show on uh, SABC too, but it, it it was just Afrikaners. What Pasela? No, not Pasela. It was. <laughs> Here's the thing. I was even... it North for North? Not not for not no no not for not I also think idols for three years was at at least well for uh, people who had cable yeah Mm. because there were for two years where it was both on Mnet and on Zandi Magic yeah and you could see even in their choice of the top twenty four they were trying to be. Rainbow Nationy yeah. that you could get from this artist, from that artist, do we, from that. Do we count Three Talk with Nolene as? Yes, 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 yes. 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 I, I, that's what I'm saying. We did have shows that attempted to do that, but they were just too targeted. Like you find, um, like for, so for example, like Zaziwa, ne? Zaziwa would invite different guests, but you find most of them are black uh, because of the channel that they're on. So it's just too target marketed, like. And this is and this is another problem. Which, which still have. goes back to ubiquity. <laughs> so we we're speaking earlier on off the record, and as I was saying, we cannot ignore how, for such a small country, we are immensely diverse, distinctly, distinctly, mm. not immensely. Let's use the word distinctly, because everybody is in their own corner. I, I can, can even can, amongst can the black I swap people. One word? Yes. Can I swap distinctly with adamantly? 
I get I why guess. You, I get I get why you yes. say adamantly. I get why you say that. Because that our diversity as much as it's 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 literally what makes us stand out and what makes us beautiful people etc etc. Yeah yeah yes that's the beautiful side of that. The off side of that is the fact that you get stuck in your corner as a whatever you are for a very long time before you ever care to pay attention to anybody else mm-hmm. we cannot ignore that guys uh, we, we really cannot we because it's the truth of our that's country. why i'm using the word adamant because i because that, i don't that is think it's saying, this, i yeah. agree with you but it's yeah. also the truth of our country so yeah that, that's what i'm saying adamant i use the word adamantly because it's something which yeah can there are countries with less populations who are more who are more who culturally more di- diverse mm-hmm. yes but i don't Here, think it's it's ad- it's it's that's the reason why the reason why I'm using the word adamant. The territorialness here is at another level. Okay. Let me let me let me phrase it that way. You're you are stuck in saying this is what this is what it is. I won't even recognize or appreciate. Now you're reminding me of literally my own tribe. There are Maskandi artists who are oh, yeah. bigger than most artists in South Africa, but they're only they're, they're only they're popular in KZN. Like mm-hmm. they only they're not ubiquitous. Yeah. But the sales tell you something totally different. That's why I wanted to. That's even at the beginning, I was like, "Please, let's let's separate sales from you." Yes, yes, yes. No, I'm, sales, I'm just yeah. saying, just to show how so, big you, they you're are. Basically, supporting your point as well that we are so stuck in this world. You phrase it right. I don't. I don't want to rephrase it. No, it's just you were territorial, territorial. even yeah. to yes. a point where we don't want. Not where where a lot of people aren't about moving out of what is that specific yeah. territory and they push that territory to its end yes ish, but that's ish. i hear you know, and i agree with you but it's also there's there's something about south african people that makes that to be a thing and it doesn't have to be a thing if i am interested in for me for i listen to everything i i, I don't feel like i can't listen to makazi or i can't listen to any other artist, for example, Makazi but fire, ad- <laughs> but other people, other people, they see barriers. They like, ah, I can't understand. Oh, I can't do this. Instead of just take the music as it is and listen to it, and you'll enjoy it. Is and that's that. What you are saying is another reason for that. Uguti, we are so that, and that's why certain things happen the way that they do, oh and that is God. why certain people even exclude themselves from things. And that's also within our media. Just exactly. Does this mean fervut? One, oh my god, what <laughs> he succeeded. Well, you're, you're, you're a lot right now. What you are is a lot. No, no, I'm leaving it on, yeah. but you're a lot, <laughs> yeah. Because I'm realizing the only way you can be so stuck in your ways to totally disregard anything else that you'd probably be enjoy. interested in mm. if and enjoy if you just paid attention, yeah. It's simply because it's been embedded in you and encoded in your DNA that you should be so, like you said, territorial and so divided and put up these walls where you can, you only in blinkers where you just focus on Mm. what is yours and nothing else. Because it's the same thing with the non-black people. They are in their own worlds, their movies, their music, whatever it is that they're doing, you literally have to move from wherever you are so that you can see what they're doing and say, oh my God, they're doing amazing. They also have to move from wherever they are and come to our side. ourselves they also rob themselves we yeah. rob each other in no, the yeah. country <laughs> no when i say we rob if if you're a film lover and you haven't yeah. watched colored afrikaans films you're playing yourself you have missed out on so, so much, much. Mm. 
on so much. And there are things that I look at even within the black um, art that we create. And I'm like, there's a non-black person out there who doesn't know this exists. This is the most yeah. beautiful thing I've ever seen, I've mm. ever heard. And I was by Biltong the other day yeah. at Northgate. And as I stepped in, arguably the greatest South African song ever made, Destiny came on. <laughs> <laughs> and the person I was buying Biltong from didn't know Destiny. Wait, what? So then, it came then. on. Dun, dun, dun. The, that happened and, no, and, 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 and there was no wait a minute <laughs> wait I thought that was like that was that song you couldn't escape it like it I'm would saying? play every 30 minutes do you get like what I'm every 30 minutes and this was like some, every th- this person was wait, probably what about 60 Doobie something Doobie? years old yeah. what about Doobie Doo uh, 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 right yo, yo. I think I think they were in a, they were better positioned because as much as mm. they were um, it it was a combination of black and non-black people yeah. forming a group and making music that resonates. I guess this is why I put Mikasa. Which is why I had put Mikasa at slash J something into the at first, first when they first at came first, out. But it's they, like, they had the blueprint. That was that but song was everywhere. But after that, you know, I, I was about to say I think Liquid Dip at some point had that just a little I don't bit. Believe so. Wait, with that that. What baby. do they look like? They're black. Wait, are they black? They are, no, they're black. <laughs> they're black. They're black. It's, it's two guys. Yeah. Hi, bo, why? No, but I'm no, but I'm asking. No, because even when we're talking about like in terms of being able to walk to, to and, and say yeah. because you could you know what um, freshly ground looks like. Yeah. yeah. You know what Jason actually you know like. how Nomvula looks like. No Zolani. 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 <laughs> you know how Zolani looks like. The yes. other guys, I'll pass them on the road. Even the people who I do think start even doing that. For example, The Voice, since they have all those different judges. Gareth Cliff, arguably, I shouldn't say arguably, in my opinion, part of the only white celebrity, yes. (laughs) I'm joking. But part of that was also because of something like Idols, which consistently had him within black audiences. Before him, it was only Denny Kay. Denny Kay was the only white celebrity. Mm, Denny Kay was big. Yes. Everybody knew Denny Kay. So... Matwetwe, for example, yes. um, one of the anecdotes which Kahiso Ledeha continuously talked about is when when he took Matwetwe around the world, it was a hit everywhere. Yeah. It was criticized here. Yeah. Where is here? Johannesburg? South, South, South Africa. Oh, South Africa. Yeah. Oh, okay. And this, so when I say, I shouldn't say criticized, but... It looked upon harshly. Yes. And our our content... When it leaves here, a lot of the time, greatly received. Again, Muzi and Moonchild. Yeah. This is a sign. <laughs> Muzi and Moonchild have thousands in radio. Radio, I just want to, because the thing is, I know a lot of you, some of you might think that radio is a dead art, but radio continuously plays to thousands of people. Yeah. And it's and not they're being played, die anytime soon. It's really not dying anytime soon. And they're being played thousands of times to thousands of people in a land that is not here, that is being appreciated. And the, the, this, um, what's this? This then, my biggest frustration. We have lost some of our best filmmakers mm. to European countries. That alone is, speaks to the whole, or rather ties into the ubiquity chat in the sense that South African artists 
or anyone, as a matter of fact, as we've established, not necessarily artists, sports figures, athletes, will get recognition outside first. We and have Olympians here who we can't, we don't know, we, guys. You've never Olympians. Let them, I don't. Do you, do you understand how hard it is to first of all get to the Olympics one, to then get to the final of the Olympics two, and, and get a gold. medal. And for most of them, do it multiple times. Multiple times. And for us to have even places where there are multiple people doing that consistently. Yeah. And there is no strong PR coverage. Yeah. Against it. Why? And yeah. So it's, it's, it's that. We, we end up being recognized by international countries, global countries, global entities before we are recognized here in South Africa alone. You know, even Sia Golis is, is a good example of that. He had, had to, to win a rugby world cup. No, not just had to. No, he had two things. He was oh, first of all the first black, the captain. First black yes. captain, then won the rugby, the rugby world, world cup. cup. Yes. The first black thing, guys. Noted. <laughs> That it it is. It's a burden. No, that first black. It is. I I do think the first black thing is a burden for a lot of. It 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 starts off well enough, but then it now becomes sorry. Enter into the chat, Miss. We we need to be closing this chat over here. Miss Zozibeni Tunzi. Yes. We all agree. I don't need to ask. I just know. We all agree that Zozi is ubiquitous. Very much yes. so. Do we say that is the case for all Miss South Africa's? Yeah. Did she become ubiquitous because she became Miss Universe? Actually, yes. Yes. Sorry, I have my answer. Because I remember become... when we were tearing apart. So here's she was still just Miss South. Africa. I will say. I will say you yes and no. When I say we, I'm not. I'm not. No, as in when yeah. she became Miss South Africa. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, because. She's special also in the fact of her appearance and how appearance is marketed because, again, she was a black Miss Universe. Yes. Because we've had multiple Miss Universes as South Africa, yes. and neither of them are as ubiquitous as Zozi Beni. Yeah. So hers is, again, Miss South Africa, and then our first black Miss Universe. So, again, the first black. Mm-hmm. is tied to her in some way and this is please don't take this as a knock to them i'm just mm-hmm. saying how high it is that we take sometimes it feels like someone has to do something incredibly record-breaking yes mm-hmm. for them to become for us to give them flowers if not to give them flowers at least accept that should they get flowers those yes. flowers can oh. keep coming which is, and keep coming and keep yeah. coming. Which, by the way, guys, that's the whole chat and question of this episode is, is it even a question like our bar is too high as South mm. Africans to our own in such a way that they, they can do amazing things and we don't appreciate them at least in time until they appreciate it elsewhere. And I guess Zosibin is a good example because she has to become Miss Universe. I remember well, Zosibin. I don't, I don't think that. I don't think that's because that was that was a very quick process. So I, I, I think specifically with things like Miss SA into Miss Universe because it's a three month process. But she got torn apart as Miss SA. I remember. It was basically the same people yeah. who didn't care it, no about it only fair, celebrated fair. it when, he, when she, she was became torn Miss apart Universe. on Twitter as Miss SA. No, she really was. And then only when she became Miss Universe, boom, she she's our you know 
we want to mention her every opportunity we get, which is nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying it literally speaks to we wait for other countries mm. to validate our own before we validate them, before we champion them. So in closing, yeah. I've got two questions. Yeah. Because you've consistently knocked down all of the, a lot of the people that I've held as ubiquitous. And we've stated that a lot of the people who we view as ubiquitous have international or at least global recognition. Because Trevor Noah, global recognition. All those people, global yes. recognition. Do... Trevor Noah is not ubiquitous in South Africa. I'm sorry, what? He, uh, he is. Say that with your chest. Say that with your chest on the mic. Say that with your chest on the mic. Okay, I mean, say I get, that I get with what your saying. chest on the mic. Trevor Noah is not ubiquitous in South Africa. Thank I disagree. That, this one no, I, 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 no, I get what she's saying. If I go back home, and ask anyone who is who not Trevor on Twitter. Knows, who's not on Twitter. But if you show them, show them his face, will they still not? Would still they? not. It is highly possible. This is why I said earlier to you that as much as South, as much as things, I get, I I, get, I get why you are shocked. I am, but, but but I still want to label him as you. The, the silence which you're hearing from general, me is is pure shock. So now I'm going to go back to the pure shock. In general, in the, in general, I I I consider him ubiquitous, but honestly, the Ubiquitous, look, Africa, ubiquitous, is, ubiquitous is not 100%. Okay, let's it's like 90%. Put ubiquitous at 80%, but yes. also across cultures. Yes. So it doesn't have to be everyone. So everywhere. I'm willing to say okay, Trevor okay, knows so ubiquitous. So like 80%, 70%. Because there are even still people who don't know who Beyonce is. Yes. And that's okay, okay, okay. It's okay. not every single person. It's to say that what whatever type of um demographic you put that person in a healthy number of that demographic is able to either identify or know that it's not to say everyone i don't okay. think there's a single person who even the queen yeah. i don't think there's anyone who knows everyone who knows who the queen is and i don't know who that is but with this, trevor noah i agree <laughs> you guys are right the same way at some point apparently um there were more people in the world who knew the beatles than who Jesus was. I can actually believe that. Yeah. Mm. I can actually believe that genuinely. That's ubiquity right there. Yes. <laughs> ah, Jesus is not ubiquitous. <laughs> no, because the thing is there are specific countries who if if you're if you're if you're No, I not... mean like in, even in South Africa G, like He's not ubiquitous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that's controversial. I yeah. I'm not sure, but yeah. So in in closing, since you've knocked a lot of the people who have put, are there ubiquitous people who are homegrown South Africans who do not have global or international recognition? This is dead or alive. Let's say alive because mm-hmm. alive, mm-hmm. alive. Okay. Besides okay. Mandela, and I'm willing to actually like, besides politicians. I'm I'm willing to say Casper has at least like eighty percent, seventy five percent, you know, because man, Casper, dog, Casper, man, Casper and Bonang are known by a healthy number. Across I, I can cultures. agree with that. I can agree with that. I'm not like not even AKA that. to an extent, but Casper and Bonang. Casper and Bonang. I'm really trying to think. I keep fighting for them. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't have to fight for Casper and Bonang. I get you and I'm with you. Let's see. Who else? I'm even thinking like actors. Jimmy Bartlett? No. No? No. No? Robert Whitehead. Robert Whitehead. I would say Jimmy Bartlett is more ubiquitous than, than, than Robert David Whitehead. Jenner? David Gennaro yeah. versus Barker Haynes. Yeah, Because yeah. people didn't watch you sitting with hey? People, there are more people who are familiar with David Gennaro. David Gennaro is a is a. What about Rapulana? Da- yes. Oh my goodness! Yes, 
You are right. And Karamo Muroka. Yes. And Kenny Fukosi? No. No. Okay. Connie Ferguson, guys. Fella Connie Ferguson was Karab. Yes. So that so, that woman. Yeah. Now we ble- we're bleeding no, a bit no. over I mean obviously you're speaking with about characters so you're bleeding yeah. over to 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 you're speaking about act characters or actors so you're bleeding over to characters. Yeah. But yes, when you say Tao, a lot of people regardless of race mm. are familiar with Rapulana. Yes. Yeah. And his face. They know yeah. who or what he is. I'm willing to and put Connie Ferguson, Ferguson there yeah, too. Definitely. Yes. At some point this uh, someone at the tip of my tongue right now they're not coming. Guys, it's Handaza. No. 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 There's no way no. in hell. Okay, okay that's strong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I get you. It's fine. Yeah, but I'm sorry. Yeah, there's, there's, just, there's, just delete that part. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, with some actors, I guess we would mm. say um, there is there there are some actors that within the local context, you said, yeah, not known nationally, internationally, but nationally, very much. I would say those, yes. Mm. Um, are there any who are young right now? Nasty C, I feel like Nasty C had this conversation that we're currently having today. I do think in his head alone, and then chose to to jump the line mm. and achieve international status. Because that's exactly what Nasi That's Nasi's mission. Nasi could not care about <laughs> being famous in South Africa. Yeah, no. He could not be bothered. Nasi is busy cultivating an international audience. Yes. And now that you're starting to see him with music videos with Earth Gang and, 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 and we know him, obviously, because we know him. But I feel like he figured this out. He cracked. He cracked this very early. He's like, I'm just no. Gonna. Even Moonchild said that. Uh, Moonchild, I think, even went on record to saying that if she globally blows up, that South Africa can't claim her. She's from South Africa, but she doesn't feel like she's been supported enough. Which is true. Yeah, by South Africa for them to actually fully claim, not claim, but claim her. Yeah. Yeah. Which is it's it's a painful thing. I'm mm. sorry. I know we're closing. Né? Let's yes. close. Just going back to um, you have things you're doing right now as yes, yeah, um, podcasts, your films. Do you ever feel like there are moments where you don't feel like you're supported enough amongst the people you at least feel like should be supporting you? <laughs> I want to reverse the question and ask how often I do feel supported. <laughs> yeah, because. Lately, actually, I won't lie. Um, it's been, been better. It's been better lately. But? But a lot of the time, it feels like I'm speaking to a black wall. Right. Yeah. I'm here oh, we've actually had this conversation yes. a bit in, in the way at some point you're like, I'm, I'm the only person out here. You know, you have people around you, the very few people who know what is it, it is that you're doing, who keep you know, keep tabs and support you however they can. Or who are advocating. Because one of the things that I used to love, I think one of the first things I said about you is that you have people who advocate for you. Whereas with something on Twitter, if something is, someone's having a conversation about South African film, literally, part of the reason how I found out about you was because of how many people kept saying, Manawe. Oh, Manawe. Manawe. Thank you to those people. (laughs) You... Also, at some point, became an advocate I, of mine. Yes. Yes. So, for a long time, I feel I felt like I was doing a lot without much advocation. It's not yeah. to say that I really want advocation. It really would be nice. I'm not. Send it through. <laughs> Send it through, please. <laughs> but lately, also lately, I'm I'm starting to feel it in pockets, and and because the thing is, 
again, all, everything that we're doing here, we could do a lot of research for no money. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and we're like, and we can see even past that it ha- it is having like an impact. Yeah. But we're also ego human beings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not gonna. I, I'm done trying to act like I don't have an ego when yeah. clearly it's starting to dawn on me that I really do yeah. have an ego. But at this point in time, I am starting to feel like there are some people who are advocating for me, and yeah. I'm very happy for those people. Yeah. It's a handful of people, but that's really enough for me at this it point. It is because it feels like oh, someone actually wants. People are sending me information. I'm not necessarily always having to go and look, look for it. For it yeah. Or some, if someone's saying, who's a really good person to do this? Yes. My name is being brought up in conversations. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I was saying this to say, that's a harsh thing for Moonchild to say. But then at the same time, I'm like, I get it. For the amount of hits she's given us. Like you, you get what I'm saying. If like you've she, done she that was much dominating work, 2017 to 2019, and so you, hard. you get what at least you feel like is no love until other people start showing you love. I get why. I've I've tried to be the bigger person and be like hey, you guys. You know, it took bigger, a while. The bigger person thing for me is dead. <laughs> I I I I don't get the bigger person chat anymore. I I used to. Because it doesn't. I'm of the belief. The only person that killed is actually you, because you're taking all the pain and yeah. the interaction. It's not fair. I, I, I'm of the belief that hey, man, you can um, take as much of the love as you can get. So even if they catch on to you twenty years later, mm. it's fine, you know. Even though they've known about you for the past twenty years and haven't really supported you. Human beings are jaded. It was <laughs> um, I mean, all I have to say at the end of this podcast, guys, please support our people. Because yeah. we're so, going to leave this country. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. But no, please support so, our people, guys. Like, there are so many people doing amazing yes, things. So some who has mentioned them today. I had no idea about them. There are some that I know, but he doesn't know about them either. Yeah. So let's speak about these people in the circles that we occupy. And let's just support one another. Because at the end of the day, the truth remains that people are doing something and their work needs to be supported, you know? Yes. Which is and it, and it's good enough work, by the way, to be supported. Yeah, which and is going to for. be... And paid for. Thank you for that yes, part. Yes, yes. <laughs> so the, the, yeah, the last part which I was going to essentially ask, which is what you're saying, is then from here, if, this is, if we know this is the problem, how do we... Not, I know we can never actually fully fix it. Actually, yeah. said, I, that's being very pessimistic. But I'm very, very full on the belief that I don't think we'll ever get to a place of consistent, full ubiquity. Yeah. But how do we get to a place where it's less uh, destructive? Because um, I think I think that's just I think that's a good good starting place for yeah. me because I feel like we're very destructive even even before getting to giving flowers just the destructiveness of it all. Mm-hmm. So I feel this is where then the 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 culture of critique is important. When I was on your, on your podcast the last time, African Film Podcast, we were talking about the importance of critique and commentary, and this is where it's important because it gives people the vocabulary that they lack to adequately speak about things that they like or don't like, that frustrate them or don't frustrate them. If I watch a film, I'm able to watch a film and be like, this is not my cup of tea, however, and then speak as objectively as I can or find the thing that... Because once you, once you, once you um, appreciate, once you understand critique, 
you, you get to the point of appreciation where you, you're able to appreciate something. You're speaking about this is not a burial, it's a resurrection not so long ago. Yeah, on my podcast. And yeah. you're like, it's not for me, but you can appreciate it. And you yeah, can I said it's a great film. It. I, a, I can see it's a great film. Yes. Am I then? Do I think it's an essential form? Absolutely, Absolutely. It's an essential form. Do I like it on a personal level? No. no. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? And it's a lot of people who feel like that about that film and many other things in existence, but they just scale it down to no trash. trash. Yeah. If I didn't like it personally, that means it's trash. But then if you're able to expand your vocabulary and you're able to speak about, okay, here's why this, that, that, and the third, then you're able to realize that, oh, okay, you know, uh, the word, the Twitter word, what's the buzzword? It's been the buzzword for the past, I don't know how many years, um, nuance. You're able to give a more nuanced opinion about something. You're able to learn also in the process. And that means if a song comes out and you don't like it, you're able to realize why you don't like it. You're able to state that also. And in the process of doing that, you're not destructive. If any, if if anything, you're more constructive. Because mm-hmm. even if you were to get the opportunity, rare and you know, opportunity to speak to the creator, you'd give them actual, you know, usable feedback mm-hmm. where you say, blah blah blah. I I don't like the song, but I don't. That doesn't mean I'm saying the song is trash. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. However, I feel like you know, etc. 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 And that is better than just and also sometimes noting that there you can get to a place where you can find nothing wrong with something. With something. But, but still, but not, still like. not like and you're like I exactly and that is and that is happens. also very fair. Yes. Where you can not like something but, but look at it and yeah, say like, there's nothing wrong. Is there anything to actually critique on this? No, there it really there isn't. isn't. Mm. It's just not for you. Yes. It's I'm just, just not the intended audience. And people basically grow up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is growing up, it grow is up that. and learn to understand not everything is use fair. use your words guys use, use your, your words, words. <laughs> and I, so i believe that that's the important that's that's where for me critique of anything commentary of anything is so important and that's why all that he has is so important african film is so important all these platforms are so important to speak about and i know live youtube channel is so important to, to help people understand that you can say good and bad about something without trying to necessarily um you know um deride something or 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 you know um 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 what you call this destroy or tear apart something mm-hmm. you know you can scale in and go into here's how i feel here here and there but when it comes to this 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 and that this is how i feel and once you're able to do that i feel like you're able to here's an example sorry to Vince Staples I don't think Vince Staples is one of the, my favorite rap. He's one of my favorite rappers, sorry. But I don't think he's one of the best rappers. I love Vince Staples with all my heart. I love the music that he makes. He doesn't make amazing music, but he makes good enough music. But I also like his personality. I love Vince Staples. If he could narrate my biopic, I would choose him. I would pay him <laughs> top dollar to narrate my biopic. But he doesn't make the best music I've ever listened to or the best hip-hop music. I hardly even ever tweet about his music or even, you know, post it. So it's things like these where you, you should be able to be honest with yourself. And But you can only do that if you, if you talk. Talk about these things understand how to express yourself 
and how you feel about something and try to look at what it is that you don't like and why yes. it is that you don't for like. the longest you've been asking me no no why do you not like musicals? musicals and we finally figured it out i don't like diegetic musicals yes. i like non-diegetic musicals so i don't mind non-diegetic, non-diegetic musicals, musicals. And it's when people just burst into song yes. and they're not within the context for them yes. to burst into song. Yeah. So those musicals that are non-digital, I'm fine with them. And I don't have a problem with animated musicals. But for the longest, I was just like, I hate musicals. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it happens and it's not constructive for me to just say, I hate musicals. You hear what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I feel like that, that plays a huge part. And a bunch of other things we spoke about in this podcast. We are adamantly diverse. <laughs> Um, these are the seeds of update. <laughs> um, it's it's a whole it's a mixed bag, guys. Just listen to the podcast; you'll find out why ubiquity is such a tough thing in essay. Cross pollination. There are not enough cross pollination platforms. Yes, yes. And and hopefully for you. Wait, you want And we're closing. Oh, this is the final comment. Okay. And hopefully, if you're listening to this podcast, hopefully. Um, with this maybe we can start the people who are listening and are, and are appreciative of what we're saying can be a little bit more open not necessarily having to like everything yes but gaining more of a space of appreciation for it yes and also just moving a little bit more out of your comfort zone in what you like and don't like so that you can also just have a stronger stronger sense of range of what it is that you don't like why you don't like it why or what is it that you do like yeah. why you like it and not because yes. you'll be surprised what's out there that you've denied yourself of yeah that is actually really good and that you just might like and like genuinely like and it might be the type of thing where it becomes a guilty pleasure where you won't tell anyone else yeah. and that's fine but don't deny yourself. Yeah. <laughs> don't deny yourself finding out even if that's a guilty pleasure. Yeah. Because there are a lot of you that I know that you have those guilty pleasures. And a lot of you haven't even explored to know yeah. what could be that yeah. guilty pleasure. Yeah. And that has been our episode on the elusiveness of ubiquity, ubiquity. in South Africa. Yes. Um, pl- oh, final comments. <laughs> <laughs> where can where can where can people find you or yeah? Yes, please go follow me at Evil Ewanakne. It's basically Ngano Alive in reverse. I'm gonna just, spell it. Yeah, just spell it. Spell it for the people. E V I L E W A N A Q N. It's Ngano Alive in reverse. And Ayanda, please comment and, and tell not, Sorry, and Nano Alive on all platforms. And go, please, 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 please. Even if you don't do the other things, just go subscribe to the Nano Alive YouTube channel. Watch every video under there. Like every video and share every video. And also like, comment, comment, and subscribe. And, subscribe. <laughs> and also, please catch Ayanda at, at Ayanda Being, A-Y-A-N-D-A-B-E-I-N-G on Twitter, Instagram, and also on YouTube. Yes, but mostly please subscribe to the Nana Love YouTube channel. We want to reach 1,000 subscribers before this year ends. Thank you, Yes, for having me. It was great. Yes. Please watch our episode with Yes as well. With the Yes, it's yes. coming, coming either before or after this episode. We were waiting to see who gets there first. Yes. I have, I have, a, I have a suspicion. I know who it is, <laughs> but we shall see. <laughs> yes, and please go um, listen to the African Film Podcast, um, it, it, the, the podcast itself. 
my episode the episode with the, the advocacy the episode because yes. we've spoken that oh wait no we spoke about that on your episode a lot not in this episode a lot just listen to the <laughs> african film podcast you'll be fine if you are if you listen to the whole podcast you'll be fine season one there is a lot of good research and a lot of good people talking about yes. the african film industry there watch more south african films support your people whether people know them or just support just all the support you broaden can give. your range broaden with entertainment range. Yes. film local because the more we support local the better local can become thank you